0: This is the Northern Superior Brewing Company Upload Strike Zone Edition, hosted by Connor Henderson and David McCaig, Jr. Northern Superior Brewing Company is located in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada, where there are many beer options available for purchase or delivery and where we're superior and it's a Northern thing. Make sure to follow Northern Superior Brewing Company on Facebook, tagged at Northern Superior and on Instagram, tagged at Northern superior Co. or the website, northernsuperior.org. The Gaines Sports Show and Gem are fortunate and grateful to have Northern Superior Brewing Company a part of our sponsorship family and if you haven't already started to put in your order for some delicious beer, you're certainly missing out. So get to it. Now let's chat some baseball. Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Show, powered by the Game Entertainment and Media. This is the Strike Zone Edition, presented by Nolan Superior Brain Company. It is your host, David McKeg Jr., and I am joined by the other host of the show, the main host. I like to say it flat out right then and there. Connor Henderson. Connor, my friend, how are you? I'm doing well, Dave. How are you? I am doing great. You know what? We're inside the Gem Studios. Uh, we're starting to get things moved around here in terms of starting to do more recordings live inside the studio, opposed to just me and uh, all the Skype recordings that we've done, which have been fantastic, by the way. And you could check out all of our editions on the Game Sports Show on the Canadian side and the USA side on our website, which is thegainsportshow.com. But certainly excited to really officially open the office to the public, if you will. And as I mentioned off the top, Make sure I can't forget this. This edition is brought to you by Northern Superior Brain Company, where it is a northern thing. They are superior, and it's a northern thing. They have local delivery options available. You can check them out at northernsuperior.org. Let me tell you, I have a nice pint right beside me while we record, Connor, as I always do. And this is another edition of Strike Zone. We've had some absolute fire editions of Strike Zone that you could check out on our website. And we always go through different kind of topics, and people are always asking, how do you?" Talk about a specific sport when they're in the off-season. Well, there's a lot of sports that certainly keep you entertained in the off-season, okay? And baseball has been one of those sports okay and they usually are because of free agency movements trades or scandals off the field you know make sure you keep your pictures to yourself people if you will little pun intended on that one so we've had some great editions of strike zone that i want to make sure you check out and connor uh being the main host of the show i want you to let the listeners know what we'll be diving into today on the show
1: well dave we've got Three main topics today. First, Trevor Bauer signing with the Los Angeles Dodgers. What does that mean for the league? Number two, the Hall of Fame controversy again. We we can't have a show on the strike zone without a little bit of controversy. Nobody getting elected into the Hall of Fame. And then third, we've got a rapid fire segment. We're going to cover a lot of quick topics, quick hits, if you will, and uh, cover a lot of the recent signings around the league.
0: And then we, I'll make sure I let listeners know, and to our sponsors as well, so they know that they're going to be getting some love, that after the second topic, that's where we're going to plug a little quick commercial so I can have a couple sips of this beer and also just recollect before we come back, of course, for that rapid fire. And, you know, a lot of great additions, as I mentioned on our show, but strikes when we get a lot of positive feedback. So uh, I will say... That with listener support and everything with the Game Sports Show and the game entertainment and media, make sure you hit like, follow, and subscribe on all of our platforms. We're excited that we're going to be bringing forth our office of the public as well as I'll be mentioning all, a lot of our other shows that we'll be doing a YouTube channel release too officially as well. that has been two years in the making because yours truly has been lacking on that end. Unlike you, Connor, before we even jump into the topics, you uh,
1: you certainly know how to make a presence on YouTube. Yeah, I, I miss it. I haven't been able to publish videos recently. Um, I just like doing vlog lifestyle work. But, it, you know, it, it, it's always fun to, to have that extra platform to, to publish content. I'm looking forward to see what the game has in store for its YouTube audience.
0: It's going to be good. I remember there's one with me and you actually with Dewey the Bear in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, right? Is the name Dewey?
1: A three-legged bear, I believe, in town. Yes, <laughs> yes, Dave. Uh, people were very excited to see Dave McKegg Jr's first appearance on my vlog. so that that hopefully hopefully there'll be more of that going forward.
0: Oh, that's absolutely hilarious. Some great times with the Game Sports Show Renegades baseball team, which we hope is going to be back this season, apparently, hearing some good news that ball will be back this year and also be great because we can start covering more of that local baseball presence, hashtag gem local. But now, Connor said moments ago our topics that we're getting into. So, Connor, of course, you're a leadoff hitter. You're an ace pitcher as well. As much as you may not want to admit it, uh, you are. Maybe you do want to admit it. I, I, I'm just saying flat out. First topic, Trevor Bauer. Why don't you uh, get us a leadoff single, if you will?
1: Well, the Trevor Bauer signs with the Los Angeles Dodgers after flirting heavily with the Mets. Now, this is a Valentine's Day recording. What a heartbreaking situation for the Mets, Dave. You know, you got this big fish out there. He's looking for a team, and... Trevor Bauer, his ERA, it was so strong this past season. It was like 1. 1.7, 1. 1.8. Not bad. Can't get better <laughs> than that in a contract season. <laughs> and uh, no. now he's the, the highest paid per season player in the MLB. And wow, what a, what a splash. The Dodgers win the World Series and then sign the best uh, pitcher in free agency. What a, What a statement for that franchise.
0: See, I remember Trevor Bauer being that guy that threw a baseball across the field into the audience. Uh, <laughs> that's a Trevor Bauer, that thing. I think I, I'm making sure I got the right story there when he was with the Indians. I think uh, Terry Francona came out and gave him crap, and I believe he got traded the next day after. Uh, but even b- besides that, Trevor Bauer, there there's a guy that went to Cincinnati and obviously winning the NL Cy Young Award uh, with Cincinnati and <laughs> obviously has a funny presence on social media. This is a guy that I'd love to get on our show someday just because he seems like he'd be an absolute beaut- to talk to just because of his interviews. But, you know, he was flirting with the Mets. He even had a little bit of flirting with the Blue Jays as well, right? Like there was some flirting with the Blue Jays page or some players on the Jays and him as well. So he certainly made it very interesting going forward throughout this entire offseason and really took his time before he signed somewhere and ultimately he chose a pretty favorite place where people like to choose because they're a legendary team. Uh, it's hot to play there as well. Uh, obviously one of the bigger stadiums in the MLB next to, I believe, Toronto being a close second to it. Uh, so you know what? The, I'm not surprised at the uh, uh, the Bauer went to the Dodgers, but this just makes this rotation in LA even more filthy, Connor. Even more filthy,
1: absolutely, Dave. This rotation is nuts. They've got so many Cy Young awards, I don't even know where the players are going to sit. Between Clayton Kershaw, David Price, and Julio Urias is on the rise as well. Adding Trevor Bauer to this mix is is insane they're going to dominate and it's going to be really curious to see how trevor bauer and Clayton kershaw get along with each other i've already heard uh rumors that bauer speaks very highly of kershaw it's very interesting to see somebody who's as reserved as as kershaw mixing it up with a character (laughs) like bauer like that guy is insane so it'll be really interesting to see how they bounce off each other
0: Oh, you know what? Like the Dodgers have are a team that, if you will, they're you got the Yankees, obviously in the AL, that are buy that buy players a lot, right? Look, at are always a free agency splashes that they get because of their payroll. They, they just, uh, everyone wants to be a Yankee, uh, right. That's kind of the American legend, but the other side of people will want to be, you know, Dodgers as well. And that's obviously the team, in the NL, those are the two teams in the respective, uh, divisions where, you know, they, they're popular in the free agency realm this year. Obviously, uh, there was a little bit, we're going to get into this later on in the show in terms of some teams that we liked in the offseason, but there's a lot of teams that spent money this year, but it's always the Dodgers and, uh, finding a way to spend some money and they didn't even need, any improvements on this pitching end? <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't need to bolster any of the pitching rotation. Now, They're calling even for some people, like even for a potential piece to be moved. And you said uh, Julio Urias, right? There's one guy that I think might get involved in some trade, maybe, or maybe they won't. Maybe they'll move some people over to the bullpen. I I don't really know. How do you think the Dodgers overall are going to really handle this stacked rotation? Or do you think they got the right fit amount of guys that can be starters and the right guys in the bullpen?
1: Yeah, the Dodgers are not afraid to mix it up. You've seen in recent years Julio Urias and even pitchers like Kenta Maeda flip back and forth from the bullpen to the starting rotation. They've had a lot of spot starters. I know they've had Rich Hill and Hunjin Ryu with injury problems. So they've had to get creative in recent memory. I'm sure that they'll continue to do so. But when you have a guy like Bauer who wants to throw 130 pitches (laughs) <laughs> once every five days if he can like that really helps yeah you got like when you think of their team and obviously i think
0: the starting rotation and this is uh, as per fangraphs.com kling kershaw bauer Bueller, uh urias and price right those are the five that they kind of have down but you look at their uh, look at their bullpen you got jansen you got Trennan, you got uh gonzalez joe kelly uh cory uh, nebel you got uh, Scott Alexander, you know, the, the Scott Alexander obviously had a pretty good year, had a 3.87 ERA, but in terms of innings pitch, he only had 28. So you look at the guys that are prominent outside of the bullpen, and you look at Tony. Uh, uh, Goods all in. I always pronounce his name wrong. I really butcher lame, so that's what I'm known for. But besides that, he had 91 innings pitched. Uh, is what they're projecting overall this year. But in terms of last year, he had a lot of action uh, outside for the, for the Dodgers. And what I see about Scott Alexander, there's another guy that could be maybe put out for trade. But the main guy that sticks out for me is Joe Kelly. I, I really feel like that's one guy that could be moved. But at the end of the day, the Dodgers don't have to make any moves they can keep this team and like you just said they can have uh they can have it all by committee that everyone can can fill in if there's injuries right to the starting rotation you can move in joe kelly to one of those starter rotations right so or pieces or you can go with the four starters and have a game where you go through the bullpen a big a big amount right so it's very interesting to see because if you look at their body and this is a team that easily again uh, is going to be a favorite for the nl
1: yeah, absolutely. They, they're they the favorite going into this offseason, and they're the favorite coming out of it. So uh, it's really interesting. And I'm sure Trevor Bauer will be happy. He had a 5-4 and four record last year. It, it's, Dave, it's hard to lose four games when your ERA is 1.7. So don't ask me what was going on in Cincinnati last year, but I'm sure he'll be very happy to contribute to an offense uh, and a defense that can actually give him the support he needs
0: yeah literally it is going to be amazing to see what the dodged overall could end over trevor bauer uh with that rotation now despite all this in terms of baseball we got another topic we that we're going to do before we go to commercial break and it's about the hall of fame i'll
1: let you get us started with that well dave nobody is elected to the hall of fame this year curious <laughs> a little sad a little anticlimactic this is the second time in recent memory uh that this has happened and After a really interesting class last year that featured Derek Jeter, um, it's sad to see. uh, But at the end of the day, you've got a lot of people in the pool who are either riddled with steroid rumors or maybe competing for the Hall of Very Good but not the Hall of Fame. So I'm really curious to hear, what do you have to say about guys like Barry Bonds, guys like Roger Clemens, where their numbers are overwhelmingly uh, dominant to the point where those might be the best two players at their position of all time, but they got the steroid rumor, you know. You know the the big thing that I'll say, and you know what?
0: Actually, I was always a Sammy Sosa fan with the Cubs. I always had a soft spot for the Cubs because they never won until obviously when they did win against Cleveland, uh, just just under a handful of years ago now. So, you know, you see. The guys that had the steroid issues, right? You look at the McGuire's, You look at Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and I actually – You know, when I was playing MLB, uh, EA Sports, uh, the show, you know, playing those games when it came out, the show, and it was MVP baseball before actually for PS2 and all these games. You had Randy Johnson on the cover. You had guys like Sammy Sosa, McGuire. You got Barry Bonds who were powerhouses in those games. And I brought those players onto onto the Blue Jays roster. And I'm giving a story about a video game because those are batters that everyone looked up to because they're the ones that hit dingers or the ones that – that you knew that are just overall going to be legends and A-Rod, right? And I, I first saw A-Rod play when he was with Texas with Raphael Palmeiro uh, being there as well and being inside uh, inside in Toronto and seeing A-Rod. There's a lot of bigger players uh, obviously, that because of them taking steroids. Obviously, Barry Bonds flipped a switch, right? He was a skinnier kid when he got drafted or was in the Pittsburgh organization. Then, obviously, he grew some muscle and he you know, <laughs> ended up surpassing the, the home run uh, record. So, you, at the end of the day, what I'll say about that, Connor, is that when it comes to steroids, I don't blame these players for doing it. And I know I might get some like controversy or criticism for that. But, you know, let's get real. When that happened in the 90s and in the thousands, or even if it was around the 80s or whenever, for, like, we don't know for sure when it started coming out because it's definitely before my time. But, you know, from what I remember watching and seeing with Sammy Sosa, Bonds, McGuire, and, the, and those type of players, and A Rod, of course, uh, if, if you were presented the opportunity to take steroids and be an athlete that can be the best at your sport, and I know you have a good example in terms of uh, salary and wage. I'm going to leave that for you, but you have a, you have you have the opportunity to be either just an average ball player that plays for a handful of years and is a washout after, not known, or uh, you may be that guy who has a long career but doesn't break any numbers. You're just grinding to stay in the lineup and the starting, uh, in the starting lineup, or if you're going to be a bench player, or if, if, if a doctor comes up to you and says. Hey, you know what? This isn't enforced. You know, you're not going to get in trouble if you if you take this. You know, this will make you a power hitter. You have this. You have the stance of a power hitter. You have the height of a power hitter. You should be able to hit 25 plus dingers a year. Heck, you should be able to hit 50. And if you take these steroids, you're going to do it. Hey, listen, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a cheater on my end in terms of the sport. But if I had the opportunity, if someone came up to me and said, Dave. In my, if my hockey days, hey, if you, you, <laughs> if you take this drug, you're going to be the best hockey player of all time. Listen, I probably would have did it because the difference of that is me making like a, 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 my footnote into that sport. And if you thought you're going to get away with it, You would do it. Anybody would do it for someone to tell me that they wouldn't do it and that they would avoid doing it because um, they're afraid to get caught. You got told that you wouldn't get caught. You would do it in the terms of being the best at your sport. So I don't blame those players for doing what they did. Obviously, when it comes to getting found out that they did do it, then maybe they're not the true talent that they were then they should be able to face the controversy and face the music when it comes to uh, Hall of Fame inductee time because that's where it's going to be considered. If you're found out, if you're made that you were doing those steroids, you're doing a specific enhancement drug – then you should be able to face it that, hey, you know what? I did do that. Even though I was told it wasn't cheating, but it is cheating when really I knew it was cheating, if you keep up with me on that, then you should be able to understand that you're not a true Hall of Famer because you're not that natural where a lot of those other players had that natural. Babe Ruth, right? The Hank Aaron, you know, like there's a lot of, controversy around the steroid opinion it's almost like religion in terms of it's a never-ending conversation okay you can't if overall my opinion is is that you can do it and get away with it you would do it and they did what they had to do they made they did had a great living out of it and now though they shouldn't be complaining if they're not getting into the hall of fame i know there's one person in particular who hasn't got a shot to get into i know you're gonna jump into that too connor so i'll leave that for you as well but if you know you're going to get away with it, you would do it. But these people should be ready to face the music when the Hall of Fame inductee calls and says, hey, we know that you did this. You got caught doing this. You're not going to get into the Hall of Fame. That's my overall take on it.
1: Yeah, Dave, I totally agree. Actions have consequences. And we've seen that now more than ever. And uh, even guys recently like Robinson Cano, he was pegged for the Hall of Fame and he got caught for steroids. Now nobody yeah. cares about his career. Nobody cares about his his accomplishments. And um, that's... These sorts of things are, are even happening today. It makes you wonder how many middle of the pack players are actually doing it and just never, you know, get caught. It, um, as for as for guys who may deserve a spot in the Hall of Fame but still haven't gotten their their opportunity to um, to uh, get their name elected, I guess Kurt uh, Schilling, nine years on the ballot. 10 years is the limit before your name gets taken off. Uh, and in his ninth year this year, he received 72% of the votes. You need 75 to get in. So in protest, he's taken his name off of the ballot for this upcoming final season and said that he leaves it in the hands of the Veterans Committee, which is another path forward to the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, Kurt Schilling, we got a guy here who's in the 3,000-plus strikeout club He's won three World Series rings. He was a World Series MVP, and he's a six-time All-Star. Like, he's a fantastic pitcher across the board. Yeah, he is. It, he is. It, it makes you wonder, though. You know, he's waited nine years. Usually in their 10th and final season, people see an uptick. How much of a statement is this, that he's he's leaving one year away from when he would have been kicked off the ballot anyway? It almost
0: seems like he doesn't understand that his consequences or his actions have consequences, if you will.
1: Uh, oh, but, excuse me. Sorry. I'm, I'm not certain, Kurt Schilling, this might not be a steroid case.
0: Yeah, I know. So that's right. No. So like like with that in particular, like his attitude per se, uh, like I feel like he should have just gone through the system of seeing what happened in his last year. To be honest, but I know he wants to get into it. Like that's another case, like I was saying, with the his actions could have consequences. but well, this might be might cause a ripple effect in terms of where he doesn't get in anyways, right? But there's a guy that you just said is a great pitcher through and through. You know, he has got ten years to get into there. And he's in his ninth year and he doesn't get in. It's 72% of the votes, three percent off. You know, it's almost like writing an exam you know, for a class and you get 74% where you need a 75, it's almost worse to get 72, you know, like you, like it, it's, it's just someone like Kurt Schilling, I think should be in there. And besides anything else, I just really feel like him leaving it to the veterans might give him an advantage, but at the same time, it might backfire on him. That, and that's where I was kind of going with the, the actions of consequence kind of difference, obviously, when it comes to steroids and this in particular, a <laughs> uh, complete different. Uh, but, I'm always a fan of sticking with the system and letting it play out the way that should, but I understand he has one year left so I can see the concern through Kurt Schilling. Uh, But is this the same thing, Connor, where you think that this could be a bad thing for him to go this route, or do you think this will help him more than hurt him in the end?
1: Well, we're talking about him. So right there, it gives him a little bit of public pressure on his side, right? That's, that's number one. Um, uh, number two, the Baseball Writers Association, which votes on these things, actually uh, responded um, to the Hall of Fame uh, committee and they want to <laughs> petition to ignore his request to leave him on the uh, and they want to leave him on the ballot for, for 2022. So that might be a, a sign that who knows, maybe <laughs> they're they're just making him sweat and, and having him uh, come in on the 10th year. Now, it's a really weird system. It It, it truly is um but at the end of the day he he's doing what he feels is best to to get him on on the hall of fame ticket so it's it's uh it's curious it, <laughs> it's an odd statement but I, I respect his choice to to build some public pressure
0: so you know what there's a guy that obviously you know he won the world series in 93 he won championships in 01 uh, 04 07 obviously those being with their socks and Obviously, a guy right now that's actually on the media side of things. He's a commentator for Blaze TV for the last that I remember. Not too familiar with Blaze TV, but you know, there's a guy who is a personality, right? There, there's a guy who was on the field who's a popular pitcher. Fans. You know, loved him. He was uh, successful on the mound in terms of winning some rings, and he's got some funny quotes that you can actually check out that are actually on Wikipedia. But I'm not going to quote Wikipedia right now on this show. But it's you know, it's just an overall personality, which is why he's in the media side of things. But that's my point: is that he he's now on the other side of the game in a different kind of perspective, and for somebody to have what he did on the field and kind of you know take the the next step to being a a pitcher that's uh, wants to do whatever he can to get in, and you bring up the point that we're talking about him, is big. right? But here's a guy that won 216 wins and 146 losses and has a 346 ERA, right? Six All-Stars teams, three World Series titles, World Series MVP, right? And it's uh, like they, he has a impressive accolades, right? That's where it's uh, it's almost a head-scratcher to a point of it's so weird how things work out right and 75 percent and now no one as we touched on there was like in 2021 no one got on and it's been a hot topic and baseball is always finding a way to get media press right scandals off the field people's like last week how we talked about someone sending dick pics right that now we're talking about how they're how they're you know getting the wrong kind of uh, results with getting people in the hall of fame that should be
1: yeah, absolutely. And to be fair, there there might be some backlash um, from Kurt Schilling's own personal opinions. Lord knows that I disagree with him on a lot of his public uh, positions uh, politically. Um, he's he's had some very spicy and and ill-informed um, takes on, on a lot of pressing issues. We don't have to get into that today, but. Um, who knows how much of that influences the Hall of Fame's uh, decision here.
0: Oh, it's going to be interesting as we keep an eye on the Kurt Schilling sweepstakes, if you will, going into the next uh, kind of uh, voting cast. And yes, this was on like a full Facebook post too, right? Like there, as per tsn.ca, there's this – you can click to actually read its full Facebook post. You know, this would be – this is going to be something, and if this guy wants more press Connor, I think we should get him on this on strike zone. you know we'll get him some extra press, get him to venture out some more with me and you, but nonetheless, I,
1: would, I would love to debate this man
0: i, I would love to <laughs> you know well, there it is. Let's call it out right now, Kurt Schilling come on strike zone, and we'll uh we'll certainly have some fun conversation if you will. that'd be absolutely awesome to have Schilling. I believe he's the one that had the sock bleed, right was that him? Was that- uh, I'm not sure. I forget top of my head, but maybe we'll think of that. I don't, we don't want to always research things on the show. We like to always kind of guess and remember things. But I thought for some reason you had the bloody shock. But who knows? That's another topic for another day for Dave's assumptions, if you will. Connor, you and I are going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to listen to a few of our beloved sponsorship commercials that uh, we have made as a family. Uh, of course, you on the Game Sports Show and the Game Entertainment and Media. When we come back, we got rapid fire topic three before we wrap up the show. So listeners, don't go anywhere. Dave,
1: great show. You just forgot something. So let me jump in real quick. We want to give a big shout out to our friends at Living Sisu for keeping the game sports show connected to some exclusive deals on supplements, workout classes, and everything in between to help maintain a healthy lifestyle. If you want the same exclusive deals like Dave and the rest of the team have, stay connected with Living Sisu at living.sisu on Instagram. Yo, Dave, hold on. I know you're in Canada, but don't forget we're an American show, too. i got to give a special shout-out to one of our American sponsors for the show. Moe's Pub in Escanaba. Best pub in Escanaba. 24 TVs and all the NFL games on every Sunday. Multiple local craft beers on tap. There's no place better to catch the game. Moe's Pub in Escanaba. Sorry for the interruption, Dave. Back to you. See ya!
0: You are listening to the Game Sports Show, powered by GEM, the game entertainment and media. We want to tip our hats to Compass Imaging and Demansky Office Interiors, two great businesses in one great location from overall graphics to full office knees. Compass and Damanski has it all in one stop. Make sure you check them out on Facebook and on Instagram. You can follow The Game Sports Show on Facebook and Instagram at The Game Sports Show. Welcome back to The Game Sports Show. David McKay continue to be joined by the main host of Strike Zone, Connor Henderson. Uh, you know, we've had some fine discussion. Obviously, Connor, we jumped into Trevor Bauer. We talked about the Hall of Fame inductees and even particularly Kurt Schilling. And, you know, there's obviously more about Kurt Schilling that we get into, but we're not going to get into that route. Obviously, there's some stuff That we left out to bring up today and just in case people are wondering why we didn't bring up those other things. Well, guess what? Uh, We did not want to go that route. We strictly stuck to performance on the field, if you will. Our topic was kind of obviously performance on the field with steroids. Now his performance on the field. So I wanted to share. I know we shared some discussion off air there, Connor, while we were sipping. Well, I was in particular sipping on some Northern Spirit Brewing Company in terms of right inside the Game Entertainment uh, Media Studios office. Sorry. And we got the last topic get into, Rapid Fire. So I'm going to start Rapid Fire. Actually, usually I don't know like Connor starting everything because he is the main host of Strike Zone. But make sure, mind you, you follow, like, and subscribe all, everything with the game sports show, as well as Northern superior Bring company on Facebook and Instagram, North is their website, free uh, local delivery, but rapid fire topics. I'm going to fire them out there and we're just going to kind of pick them back and forth. I know two main topics that we're really going to get into the most spoiler alert, but James Paxton rumored and awaiting confirmation at the time of this recording, but seems like a foregone conclusion that he will be returning to the Seattle manners, uh, Jake Arrieta to the Cubs, Jake Turner, to the Dodgers, we all know about Turner going uh, to the Dodgers in terms of celebrating on the field, if you will, without a mask on. That's a whole other discussion. And Tanaka going back to Japan. And also, Connor, there's a t- topic that we're going to get into about teams that we feel were ahead of the class this year in the off season. That's so what we're going to save to get into that in just a few moments. Rapid-fire points on your end or any of them you want to expand on for what I brought up about Pax and Arrieta, Turner, or Tanaka.
1: Walt Paxton, sad to be a Jays fan, you know, big Canadian, right-hander, would have liked to see him come over. Jacob Turner, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, things are a little bit safer for him in his dugout going forward <laughs> for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He's a great hitter, and he's got excellent hair. Arietta to the Cubs, let's see if he can revitalize his career. He is dominant. He's lost a lot of zip on his fastball recently, but hopefully he can reinvent himself. I'd like to see what happens. And Tanaka, wow, Dave it feels like just yesterday he came over from Japan he was the hot commodity and the Yankees scooped him up sad to see him go he still had a lot of juice left in the tank that's a great talent great splitter and uh, and a, and a great pitcher all around sad to see him go no definitely what i what i felt
0: that as i thought maybe Paxton would go to Toronto it just seemed like a perfect fit right maple going over to play for a canadian team right there's there's a guy that going back to seattle and try to like reconfigure his career where he did have a little bit of success in New York. It's not like he was bad in New York in any way, but you know, kind of dreaded off after a little bit. But I feel like Paxton going back to Seattle is more, uh, it gives him a chance to be still more of a go-to pitcher type of guy where he can, be a relied upon pitcher I feel like with Toronto he would have been maybe obviously behind Ryu he would have been behind Pearson Uh, he would have been behind a a couple guys where maybe he didn't really want that but I really feel like that would have been the best fit for him because of getting back to sign that one year deal come play for your home country for a team that was so exciting this offseason looking to make a huge splash uh, this uh, upcoming season which it almost feels like it's almost, if they don't make the playoffs this year, that might be a disappointment for Toronto, right? It almost, it almost feels that way where I didn't think, I thought we would still be one year away from this year from really seeing playoff baseball in Toronto. Uh, but I think based on the moves that they did in that lineup that they have, I feel like they would have been more attracted to Paxson. But who knows what happened on the back end between Shapiro Atkins and Paxson. Maybe they couldn't work out a deal. So that seemed like a good fit. But Ariadne to the Cubs, he was such a powerhouse too on the Cubs. Uh, and being able to go back to Chicago, there's another guy just like Paxson trying to revitalize where he had success and Turner to the Dodgers, you know, keep your mask on, man. That's my advice to you. You know, like we're, we're, like I said, with the Kurt Schilling topic, we didn't want to jump into a lot of stuff off the field or, but this was on the field, <laughs> you know, like literally he was on the field and he, where he shouldn't have been. And at the end of the day, the guy does have luscious flow, like you said, and you can't hate on a guy who has luscious flow. It's a flat rule. So, you know, I guess there is a little bit of forgiveness there, but he's also a very good ball player as well. And Turner uh, going being within the Dodgers is obviously, you know, who. Wouldn't want to go to the Dodgers. Heck, I think they should be signing me or you, Connor, based on her Renegades performance in the uh, in the summers here in Sault Ste. Marie. But nonetheless, Tanaka, speaking of going on the field, going playing at home, playing in Japan, very sad to see him go. I really thought, the teams would throw some money at them, maybe like the Cardinals, right? I thought maybe the Cardinals would be pretty aggressive there. Maybe the Padres, because they've already gotten everybody else this offseason besides Toronto and the Dodgers and the Mets. Uh, so I, I really feel like maybe the Mets even could have been an option too. Like, there's like I don't even have a pretty star-studded pitching rotation, but it still would have been... I think he still had some time to play here, but the reason why I think it's more so him, what I understand the article, like there was obviously interest in the MLB contracts couldn't work out, but maybe him going home is what he currently wants, but will he make a return back to the MLB? And that's what I wanted to bring forward here on a rapid fire, mainly get into was I think this is a guy that is in Japan right now, but I think he's going to make his way back to the MLB in the near future. Connor, am I crazy?
1: A little Yarmir Yager esque movement back and forth per se. Yeah, I like
0: that using the hockey reference
1: for the hockey guy. Yeah, there's
0: uh that that's a good that's a good example, right? And obviously speaking of Yager, the beautician is still playing. Like unbelievable. But for talking baseball, Tanaka, this is a good this is when he came over, look at remember the hype, right? And I believe I don't know if it was him or if it was actually um I can't believe I'm drawing the blank on the guy who plays for the Angels right now that pitches and hits top of my head. Maybe you'll say oh,
1: it's uh, Otani.
0: Yeah, Otani. Yeah, they, I believe the Jays were in on Otani, right? I can't believe I just butchered that name off the top of my head. But the Blue Jays were always into these international type players, right? Tanaka and Otani, and I, if I remember correctly, they were involved in the bidding for Tanaka, and they lost to the Yankees. And I believe the Jays, from what I read on different articles, they were a team that dipped their toes in the water, is what I said, and that was through a Bleacher Report upload. And but I, him going back to Japan, you know, at the end of the day. It seems like a better fit for him right now.
1: Yeah, for sure. He's made his money, you know, and $155 million from the Yankees. It's probably more him than it is the other teams. Like, this is definitely, it it looks like a personal decision, um, at least from our end.
0: Yeah, it looks like he he, he could have stayed in the MLB if he wanted to, but I'm sure there was... Uh, overall just kind of more a, of a mutual fit to go back home right and you got to think of his perspective how difficult it must be to move from your home country to another country and family friends. there's a lot of other details that people may not remember in sports. Everyone's like well you're making 150 million in professional sports sure that may be a thing but there's also personal side. All right, and that's what's being more focused on sports today is that personal side of the game. And um, maybe there's a, there's a lot more of a decision in terms of Tanaka's standpoint. And this obviously seemed like a personal choice to go back to Japan. But definitely wish him the best of luck. Hopefully he makes his way back for another year or two uh, to, to, to North America bound where we can keep watching him pitch. But still keep the tabs on him in Japan. They got some good games that they stream and upload over there. So the last topic, Connor, that we, we said that we we're going to jump into before we wrap up the show Teams that you feel were ahead of the class this year in the offseason. You know, this is uh, we're going to have more strike zone additions, um, probably obviously before first pitch. You know, we got just around the corner when you think about it, spring training and everything going or, is coming up really quickly as we sit inside here in Sault Ste. Marie and I still see snow flurrying from the skies and I'm still shoveling my driveway. Uh, it's it's it can't believe baseball is already here. So we can start talking about the success of teams this off season. Who is your team that you feel was ahead of the class?
1: Or is there more than one? Ooh, see, my first instinct was the Dodgers because they were the best team and they added the best pitcher, you know. Can't ask for more than that. Uh, But the Padres look very, very exciting, especially with the addition in their uh, starting rotation coming from guys like Blake Snell. Off the field, the Mets had the biggest shakeup. Oh my God, let's... (laughs) What what craziness is going on over there? Uh, Very, very exciting to see how that um, plays out.
0: See, the big thing is the Mets are obviously made noise. The Dodgers made noise. The Jays made noise uh, this year, of course. And obviously, Offield made the noise, right? He got the Hall of Fame. We got dick pic scandals. We got lots to talk about this offseason in baseball. But I was going to make a joke and say the media led the offseason, but that'd be really unprofessional to go that route. So I decided to stick my route. And I'm going to actually go, and I'm going to go very hard torn. I want to do two teams because I I really feel like uh, this team has made improvements. This is a team that. Uh, is not not named the Blue Jays because that will be my second team, and I'll even get to that in a second. But the, it's the San Diego Padres. All right, that's my team where I feel like this offseason, they just completely altered everything. Right, look at their pitching. They got Darvish. They got Snell. You already have uh, Chris Paddock there uh, and Clevenger. I like their starting rotation and the bullpen. Drew Pomeranz, right? You got Pagán in there. You got Strom in there. You got you got some pretty good arms in that bullpen. Then you can look at the look at the the field, right? You got Hosmer. You got Machado, the 300 million dollar man. Fernando Tatis Jr. One of the best names ever to say in baseball, right? Tatis, love. I've always loved that name. Oh, I absolutely love that. So th- there's a team that I feel like even Will Myers. I've always been a fan of Will Myers. He's so much promise. That he had, and he's bounced around for different teams, right? The Royals organization, the Tampa Bay organization, the, to the Padres. Like, this is a team that's gonna be scary and really compete in the NL. And this is a team that overall uh that I I feel like could give the Dodgers a little bit of run for the money with the bat a little bit. It's the pitching that is is where the Dodgers are superior in the NL. But the reason why I want to bring out the Blue Jays quick as well is being a little bit biased. Of course, being on the Canadian side, but their ads this year were so like so affordable and yet just so effective, right? You got Chatwood you added an arm, Stephen Matz, you had an arm who's had a kind of a little back 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 like some issues in his stats right? his stats haven't been great uh but he hopefully has a chance to revitalize david phelps uh returning uh, no and obviously he has he's no relation to michael phelps from what i understand it's case of people are swimmer some sw- swimmer fans listen to the show anthony k like they have a good like tj zook they got some arms in that bullpen too uh that are just fantastic baracki like the list goes on like i'm excited to see what this uh, bullpen can do because the potential is there we've never really seen a strong bullpen out of the blue jays since the time they it's Steve Delbar and Osuna kind of line up as a setup man and the closer, respectively. But you lose Ken Giles, right? Who I thought was prominent closer, but obviously injuries and of course all that fun stuff came up. But even the most important adds that the Blue Jays have done is their bat. Simeon, of course, you got George Springer. The, the players that they have added, the next players that they already have, like like Oscar, Vlad, Biggio. We've already went through this lineup that they're going to have. I think this is a team that can win the AL East I really I really do I I really think they have a shot to do so call me crazy I just think that's one of the better lineups uh in the AL as well so those are my two teams I went into a bit more detail there Connor but had to give love on both sides and enough love to the Dodgers enough love to the Mets they've already had a lot of love this offseason so it's uh time to get the Blue Jays back and uh, hopefully we get some fans inside the Rogers Center uh just to really hear that roof explode at some point Uh, again because you know when the Blue Jays are winning games, they sell out, they make money, and they're so damn exciting to watch. And same with the Padres fan base. Another passionate fan base is starving for success.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Dave. I'm glad that you're sharing the love on this Valentine's Day edition of the Game Sports Show. It's the perfect time to do it.
0: Yeah, it is. It's showing love. You know, you've got to always show the love. <laughs> You know, being, especially in Toronto fans, you know, like when you're a Toronto fan, you got to show extra lot the teams that you're a bit biased about and people will have have and will call me out on some bias points. But, you know, that that's the whole point. Right. We I take my host hat off for a second, put my fan hat on here. But I'd be absolutely stupid to say that the Blue Jays weren't a better one of the uh, one of the teams that were the head of the class this year. But a team that was quiet, Connor. I know we have a lot of Detroit listeners, so last thing I want to get into before, and I always bring up the Tigers to you every show, okay, because you're a fan of the Tigers. We have a lot of Detroit listeners, of course, with our connection through ESPN 1400. Uh, I never really asked you is when do you think it will turn around for the Tigers, okay? Like where, like where will we see the Tigers get back into that relevant conversation? How far are they from getting back to being a contending team, and what do they need, do you think, or do they need everything?
1: Oh boy, we're we're two years away from being two years away to steal a nice quote from the <laughs> Toronto Raptors. Um, I love that. Yeah, no. To be to be fair, I, I think yeah, th- this year is gonna be um hopefully hopefully happier than, than the last. We saw them take a step forward with their with their young pitchers, Casey Mize, Tarek Skubal, but now they got to start filling out uh their their bats, Dave. They they don't have many many prominent. Uh, hitting prospects coming up, short of uh, Spencer Torkelson, who, who's supposed to be a phenom, and uh, potentially Isaac Parodies in the infield. But beyond that, um, hopefully uh, their bats will come around. Uh, their pitching prospects look pretty pretty special so far, uh, yeah. but in, it'll take it'll take some time for sure. You know what I
0: like really looking at, and we won't get into this today, but I like looking at the pipeline, uh, this, the the rookie stats, about you know where Detroit players are, like prospects are, the Blue Jays, uh, Tampa Bay always has some good prospects in there. But we got to, I think in on one of our, on our next edition of Strikes, and we'll talk a little bit about the prospects because baseball is looking exciting for some of this young talent coming up, and it's so much different than what we were used to seeing. And you know, a lot of the guys are, can I say skinnier? Is that more appropriate? Like <laughs> we talked about steroids at the top of the show a little bit, and it's. Seems like players are more athletically built, unless you're Aaron Judge, a guy is an absolute fucking train. So like it's there's difference, but like look at guys like Bull Bichette, right? He's not built like his old man really whatsoever. <laughs> if you really, especially now, his dad is you know a, a lot bigger than he is, a lot different, different ball player too, different era and everything. But it's just so amazing to see. The prospects are coming up and you talk about the tigers you know there there's an organization again that's hoping to get back to you know success but i believe the the, what i want to tell a lot of our detroit listeners is believe in the recipe for patience it is worth it okay it is worth it and i think they've already done some good drafting so it'd be great to see hopefully one show two, connor as i mentioned we can jump into some prospects because i think you should have been on the pipeline
1: at some point in your career no Oh, Dave! I had a cup of coffee for for the University of Windsor, and then, <laughs> um, and then voluntarily withdrew to pursue my career as a radio broadcast host for the Game Sports Show. So I'm looking forward to see- <laughs> seeing how that goes going forward.
0: See, so, you now jokes aside, without jumping to what it is, uh, you don't have to get into the story because it's between us. I know you'd be getting some extra love for the Game Sports Show in a
1: certain perspective. Yeah, I I never thought that my professional career would, uh. Uh, my professional careers would cross over, but I'm seeing some love for the game from from other uh, from, from other job markets, and it, it's really it's really cool to see that that there's an interest there from from people who are really curious about what's going on with the game, uh, ESPN 1400 and, and all of uh, the other platforms that that you're operating on. So I, I think that's a good show of faith that um, people on the outside are starting to to uh to look and, and say, hey, like wow, this is pretty cool. Um what do you got? So I usually just point them straight to to Dave McKegg.
0: <laughs> you know, like it's funny. Like when you said that on our Facebook chat group, I had a good laugh at that. I know Justin even texted me and said, uh, one of our analysts here, Justin Heichel, uh, as everyone knows, said, That is pretty awesome, eh? LOL. Such a Canadian text. But at the, at the, end, at the end of the day, it's, it's so funny that that has happened. I want to make sure I share that story. So, since, of course, Connor is getting that attraction, that means if everyone else is kind of catching on asking about it, if this is your first time listening to Strike Zone or a show in particular with the Gamer team, media or the game sports show welcome of course if you're a frequent listener we appreciate you we know who in particular who a lot of the frequent listeners are as we get messages on our instagram page from particular ones uh, but we always appreciate it and you know, we always appreciate though we're trying to continue to grow our, our instagram following so make sure you follow our shows share our shows if you really enjoy it and make sure you keep an eye on the show's uploads because now with getting back to normality i can flat out say because i have said on other shows we will have our updated website released Within the next couple weeks is the plan, and we're also going to start having giveaways. A lot of the giveaways are back in terms of some free pizza, maybe some free beer certificates, not free beer because that's illegal. Uh, there's there's a lot of different things we're going to be doing, so I wanted to make sure I give a little splurge about our show and share that story about with you, Connor. But nonetheless, you always take the time. We went a little bit over time today. We wanted to get into some fun discussions, so I want to say – Thank you for hosting another edition of Strike Zone. It's All of our shows have been absolutely so much fun. Don't tell all the other guys where I have more fun, but I'm having a lot of fun with our shows. That's all I'll say.
1: I'm having a ton of fun too, Dave. Thanks for having me on
0: again. Of course. Now, this has been an edition of the, of Strike Zone presented by Northern Superior Brewing Company. Make sure you check out Northern Superior as well, where it's superior. It's a northern thing. So many delivery, uh, so many, sorry, beverage options available at Northern Superior, as well as a local delivery. You can follow them on social media and their website, as I mentioned, norinsuperior.org, and Facebook and Instagram at Northern Superior Co. Now, we will have another edition of Strike Zone. I will remind listeners that these are sporadic uploads that we are going to be doing for Strike Zone until the season gets started. Then, when the season does get started, there'll be more weekly uploads and in particular when local baseball starts hashtag gem local in the algoma regions and areas around ontario hint hint we'll have more analysis and uploads then as well so it's certainly been fun as i mentioned make sure to like follow and subscribe here is my sign off reminder this has been david mccaig and of course thanks again to connor henderson to you the listeners until next time on strike zone Make sure make sure you check out all the other editions that will be uploaded by the game this weekend and also this upcoming week. ESPN 1400 top shelf in the pocket season finale. And then, of course, we have a special edition upload that I will release the name on Monday on ESPN 1400, what the edition is this weekend. Let me tell you, it is an absolute fight of edition. That's all I'm going to say. People will get it when I have the upload. Nonetheless, make sure to you keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.